Good morning, church. Welcome to the Groveport United Methodist Church. My name is Rachel Ricker, and I will be your worship guide this morning. In terms of announcements, the last session for Meet the Pastor is today after service. And then there will be a kids and families meeting as well on September 24th, and that one will have a pizza lunch. So if you would like to sign up for that on Genius Link, you may do so. The September and October editions of the Upper Room uh, booklets, they're in the back there with the registration table. There will be a ministry table meeting Saturday, August 26th at 9 a.m., and that same day we'll be preparing a meal for the Claire feeding his children that we'll take to Claire. If you want to volunteer for that, you can always contact the church office. There will be a new Grief Share group uh, Thursday, August 31st at 7 p.m. So Grief Share is a special weekly seminar where we are able to come together and have a support group that's designed to help you rebuild your life. We're also going to be having a baptism here soon. So if you're interested in church membership or to be baptized, we're going to have a group scheduled September 10th with Pastor Rick. So you can always contact the church office for info on that. The next Lillian Faith meeting will be Tuesday, September 12th at 6 p.m. All ladies are definitely invited to attend that. We're going to read together the breakthrough prayer, if you would like to join me for that. Amazing God, we pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and community. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. I forgot an announcement. I couldn't read my chicken scratch. Um, Susan has a newsletter, a children's activity newsletter for, uh, from the Lithopolis United Methodist Church. So if you would like a list of activities for your children, you can definitely uh, find Susan and she will let you have one of those. All right. So if you would please uh, prepare your hearts for worship as we give our attention to the prelude and the lighting of the candles.
place to share God's transforming love. Lord, Lord encourage us and empower us to do your will. Amen. You may be seated.
please join me in the prayer of confession. Merciful God, we get so caught up in our own lives and needs that we fail to see others for whom we might provide some help and relief. You challenge us to feed those who are hungry and to quench the thirst of those who are parched. You ask us to bring clothing to those who have none or for whom the clothing is inadequate for the weather, to visit people who are sick, alone, alienated, who are imprisoned either in cells with bars or in conditions of hopelessness and poverty that they see no way out, to welcome the stranger and reach out to those who are marginalized, to always bring your words of healing and redeeming love. We have failed in these tasks. We ignore the opportunities and claim that we are too busy to help, too busy to care. How this attitude must sadden you, O Lord. You lavish your gifts upon us that we might use them for the betterment of your realm, and we treat them as inconveniences. Forgive us, O God. Forgive us and heal our wounds of greed and selfishness. Let us greet this day when the hope of the reign of Christ can be made manifest and we can be part of this glorious kingdom of peace and compassion. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hear these words of assurance. In the name of Jesus Christ, who brings peace and hope to us, we are forgiven, healed, and enabled to be part of the ministries of compassion in God's world. Rejoice, you are chosen and loved. Amen. Amen. Our first scripture reading is found in James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. And now is the time in which we can bring our joys and concerns to the Lord and share them with one another. If you uh, would like to share a prayer concern uh, with your church family, uh, you can use the blue card that you should have found in your worship bulletin this morning, and you can just fill that out and place that in the offering plate. Uh, you can also uh, shoot us an email, and that email address is there on the screen behind me. Uh, also, uh, there is our uh, mailing address, because guess what? The U.S. Post Office still delivers to us. Not every day of the week, but a lot. <laughs> Woohoo! And of course, if you're watching at home, uh, you can always get a hold of us um, either of those two ways or, or by telephone as well. As we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, I'd like to remind you that the prayer rail is always open to you. And if you would like to be prayed for, um, I invite you to uh, come uh, uh, forward and, and someone will pray with you. Also, we have a uh, really lovely uh, blanket here, uh, and we are, are gonna, going to bless that blanket in just a second. Uh, that is going to be given to uh, Margie's uh, sister, Barbie, uh, who is returning um, from a very extended trip to New Jersey. Uh, she was out visiting uh, uh, her grandchildren when she was injured playing with them and required some pretty extensive surgery on her broken leg. Um, uh, so she is returning so that is going to be given to her to, for her to hang on to and to uh, be able to feel our love and, and God's love as she recuperates from that. So uh, as we prepare our hearts and minds for prayer, know that uh, Somebody is here to pray with you. Let us 
go to the Lord in our time of prayer. Summer is almost over, and we wonder where the time went, Lord. We look at all the plans we had, those that we accomplished, and those that are now to be put aside for another time, and we look ahead to the, the busy school year, and, and we wonder if we are ready rest that we craved at the beginning of summer now seems to have slipped rapidly away, leaving us facing the upcoming autumn season. Help us, O oh Lord, to feel your presence with us. Help us place our trust in you, knowing that you will empower and enable us to be of service to others. On this day, Lord, we ask for your special blessings upon this blanket that as, as Barbie holds it and is warmed by it, that she'll also be warmed by your spirit. Allow your healing hand to fall upon her and allow her to know that she is cared for by this congregation as well as by you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. On this day, we lay before you the needs of those who are in our community of faith. We ask for physical healing for Jesse and Carl, for Pug and Jim and Bill and Joyce and, of course, Barbie. Again, allow your healing touch to bring each of them strength, relief from pain, and positive outcomes. Bring wholeness to their lives. Lord, in your mercy, We lift to you Melody and Susie, both of whom will be having medical procedures this week. We pray for successful procedures for both. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we lift to you those days who are having struggles in the areas of finance, employment, and vocation. Allow each of us here today to find that place where our skills can be put to the most use and provide us with the necessities of life. Help us, Lord, with the stewardship of our resources given to us by you. Lord, in your mercy. We lift to you those who are grieving this day. 
We especially remember the, the family of Donna Stewart and the, the family of Annabelle Goodman this day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift you to you, O Lord, those who are traveling, and, and we ask for your mercy to be with them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, as we have brought the names of those who are dear to us this day, seeking your healing, compassionate love, let us also be willing to place our needs and concerns before you. We now do so silently. Lord, in your mercy, give us a powerful sense of restoration and reconciliation to you. For we ask these things in the name of your Son, our Savior, our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would the children like to come up for our children's time? Oh my goodness, there was so much cuteness up here today. Wow. All right, how many of you started school this past week? Raise your hand. How many of you are happy about that? Raise your hand. All right, good. Good, almost everybody. So, so we haven't lost anybody in the first couple of days of school. That's always super important. Well, I've got something in my hand, and I'm wondering... If anybody knows what it's for. Do you guys see food? For food. But who do we normally, or whose food do we normally put in a bowl like this? A cat's bowl. This is actually a cat's bowl. Uh, and it's wide like this so it doesn't hurt their whiskers. I wish I would have thought of this. They make a fortune off this. Uh, but you can feed dogs, you can put their food, you can put some water in there. All right, raise your hand if you have a pet at home, like a cat or a dog or a gerbil or a guinea pig or a lizard or something. Got dogs? All right, all right, put your hand down. Raise your hand if you help take care of your pet. All right. Put your hands down. Now, why do we feed our cats and dogs and guinea pigs? Yeah. They so they don't die, right? <laughs> Seems pretty basic. You're like, duh, dude. So they don't die, right? Do they need us? Yeah, to survive. Yeah, to survive. If, if we didn't put food in here or put water in here, they wouldn't have any, right? They are 
relying on us. Well, you know what? When you are taking care of your pet, you are showing them love, aren't you? Right? Because you're doing it because you love them. They're part of your family and they need you. Well, God says that not only are we supposed to help take care of animals, which we are, but we also need to help take care of people as well. Because sometimes people need food too, don't they? Or water or other things. And Jesus says that when we take care of other people, it's just like taking care of him. But I think that also goes for even animals too. That when you take care of your cat and dog and you're doing it because you love them, it's just like helping Jesus. So remember, whenever you are nice to another person or an animal, whenever you are doing something kind, you are helping Jesus and you're making Jesus very happy. Okay? All right. Let's pray. Lord, you told us that we are to help take care of others, other people, those who depend on us, including our pets. And when we do that, we are showing your love to them. So Lord, uh, help us to always be helping others, no matter if they are of the two-legged variety or the four-legged. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you by serving others. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So if you want to head off to a junior church, you can. And I'll see you guys later. All right, it is time to receive our Sunday offering. There's lots of ways that you can give back to God. You can give via the Ezekiel app. Uh, you can also give through the church rep website. You can send a check to us. You can also put it in the plate as it is passed. So if our ushers would please come forward, we will gain the offering.
join me for the doxology. Transform these gifts into nourishment for a hungry world. May they offer shelter from the storms of life. May they bring kindness and compassion to the lost and the lonely. Transform us even as you transform these gifts, that we might be your hands and feet in the world. Amen. You may be seated. Our second scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, the sheep and the goats. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did you, we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Let us pray. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by it. Thank you for your gift of Holy Scripture, we pray. Amen. One morning, I was sitting in my office at the church. It was a cold winter morning. There was some snow blowing around, but I didn't care. I had my two donuts from Donut World. Donut World, it's a great place. I had my cup of coffee and into the the front door came uh, uh, somebody, and I poked my head out of the church office to see who it was, and it was this 
little boy. He was probably nine, ten years old, older elementary school. And I figured he was there with somebody. But no one else followed him in. And he walked himself right into the office and introduced himself. And he looked at me. And he said, my family needs help. Can you help us? And it turns out that his family had spent the night in their car at the, the rest stop out on the highway, and they were looking for food or for money for gas or, or even some place to stay. And it was his mom and his grandmother and a couple of little sisters. And he said they were parked in our parking lot right now. Now, as a pastor, Sometimes, and I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but people will lie about things. I know. They will. And so I thought there is no way in the world that this little boy is the spokesman for this family. It's, it's, it's got to be something weird. But whatever it was, it was weird. And so I went out to the parking lot with him, followed him out to the car, and sure enough, there was two women in the front seat, one who looked like mom, but another woman uh, who appeared to maybe be grandma, and two younger sisters, like young elementary and then like a toddler age. And as I began to interact with this family, it became very apparent that this little boy was the leader of this group, that for whatever reason, be it uh, uh, perhaps some sort of, of, of disability or maybe the effects of some sort of substance abuse or maybe both, that the two women were just incapable of really getting this family help. This little boy was in charge. He was looking for help and he came to the church to find it. So I invited them all inside and began to try to find them a place to stay. And we ended up finding some beds at the uh, local women's shelter. Uh, not the easiest thing to do is to find uh, beds and a place to stay for women and children. Much easier to find one for, for uh, a single man. But these folks were traveling in this car, living in this car, and they needed help, and they decided that the best place to find that help was the church. And that got me thinking, why would you choose a church as a place to help? And it's because Christians are known as helping people. If you look at statistics uh, here in the United States, but I I'm assuming this is true other places as well, uh, uh, for those who help, it's overwhelmingly, uh, uh, or the, the statistics are overwhelming, that Christians are huge parts of charity, of helping others. 48% of all churches either have some program or ministry to help with food, uh, either directly or through giving money directly to somebody who is feeding. Pew Research found that in a typical week, around 45% of Christians will have done some sort of volunteer work as opposed to 27% of non-active church folks. And 65% of Christians will have given some form of support to helping the poor and hungry. 65%. Christians are a generous group of people. And I think if we are honest, we would agree with that. Christians are a generous group of people. It's part of who we 
are. It's part of the DNA of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, John Wesley, as we've been talking about, laid out uh, what he called the means of grace. These acts that we can do that help us grow in God's love, that help us become um, uh, 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 more sold out to Jesus Christ. And we, uh, the last couple of weeks, have really been talking about what Wesley referred to as works of piety. Those uh, things that we do, uh, uh, sometimes individually, sometimes as groups, but, but, but those things that, that are really more spiritual in nature. Things like prayer, reading scripture, attending worship, uh, participating in the sacraments. But there's a whole nother group uh, uh, of activities that also open us up to God's love and help us to grow as disciples of Jesus. And Wesley refers to these as the acts of mercy. And in, in case any of you are forgetting, John Wesley is the founder of the Methodist movement way back in the 1700s. And it's these acts of mercy that we're going to talk about today. Things that, such as helping to feed those who are hungry, uh, provide clothing for those who need it, helping those who are, are uh, being oppressed by unfair systems. Uh, uh, doing these things help us to grow in, in being a disciple of Jesus, just like prayer, just like reading scripture. And, and, and as Christians, we are... Are, are, are led to participate in these uh, activities. We uh, are, are drawn to doing them. Jesus talked about that in our scripture reading this morning. The parable of the sheep and the goats. I love this story because I love thinking of either being a sheep or being a goat. Now, I like both critters just fine. Now, this whole uh, uh, parable that, that, that Jesus tells uh, his, his disciples, it, it needs a little bit of clarification about what is uh, a sheep and what's a goat and, and what, what in the world is Jesus talking about. Um, do any of you have sheep? Any of you have sheep? Do any of you have goats? Yep, I knew a couple of you have goats. Now, but they're not the fainting kind of goats, right? I want a fainting goat. I really do. Uh, so you got your sheeps and you got your goat. Your sheeps. Oh, my goodness. My high school English teacher is just going to kill me. You got your sheep and you got your goats. And the thing about sheep, and goats is that you could put those two animals together and they tend to get along okay. And so during Jesus' time, it was common for shepherds to watch both the sheep and the goats together. They would put them together and they would uh, 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 let them hang out during the day. But at night, you had to separate the sheep and the goats because sheep are kind of woolly and they like to hang out in the pasture at night and graze around and eat. Where goats, they like to be inside where it's nice and warm. I kind of like the goats. I like to be in where it's warm. And so it was common uh, in the evening time for the shepherds to sort out the sheep from the goats, put the goats inside, let the sheep go back out to the pasture. And so it is with this in mind that Jesus... Uh, uh, is telling this uh, parable to his disciples. And he is placing this during the, uh, uh, his return. All right? Jesus says he, uh, that, um, uh, that uh, uh, he will return at the end of time to, uh, to, to, to judge and uh, to, to bring about the kingdom of God. And when he does, everybody is going to be sorted out like the sheep and the goats are. To his right, he's going to put the fuzzy sheep. And to the left, he's going to put the cold-blooded goats. The sheep or the goats. And the difference is this. 
The sheep are those who helped people in need. They were the ones who provided for those who were hungry, who provided for those who were thirsty, who provided for those who uh, uh, needed a, a, a friend, who needed prayed for. And the, the goats, not so much. To those on his right, to those who provided for those in need, they will receive their reward and the kingdom to the goats, to those who didn't, not so much. And both groups said, Jesus, when did we ever see you hungry? When did we ever see you in need of clothes? When did we ever see you in need of anything? And Jesus says, Whenever you, whatever you do to the least of these, you are doing to me. When we help the least of our brothers and sisters, we are helping Jesus. And we see Jesus in the faces of those who are in need. Ralph Walter Emerson said this. He says, it is one of the most beautiful compensations of life that no man can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. Isn't that true? When we help somebody, especially when we help somebody in the name of Jesus Christ, we get as much out of helping them than they're getting from our help, don't we? Helping people can be a beautiful Wonderful thing. But you might be asking, Pastor Rick, how can I get started doing this? How can I start helping others? Or what ways can I help others? I don't know how to, to do anything special. I don't have lots of extra money. How can I be reaching out and helping those who are in need? Well, let's talk about that here real quick. There are several different ways in which we can work to get involved and to help others. The first thing I think we, we can start doing is praying for those who are in poverty or in some sort of crisis. If you are looking for someone to pray for, where'd Margie go? Margie's your person. Pray for her all the time. Margie needs it. Without ceasing. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, of course, pray for Margie. But um, uh, uh, Margie can uh, uh, tell you who needs prayed for. Uh, she has, has her book um, where, where we keep track of prayer concerns. Uh, she uh, sends out, um, uh, is it daily or weekly? Just whenever they come in, prayer concerns. If you're not already getting that, you can see Margie or just contact Nancy in the office and you can get prayer concerns. Praying is a great way of starting to reach out and to help other people. Another great way um, is to donate to charity. Raise your hand if you helped in any way with the free clothes giveaway uh, uh, a week ago Saturday. Raise your hand. Yeah, a lot of you. I don't know if any of you saw uh, how many clothes, a lot of these clothes donated by you folks we had. We had a lot of clothes. Uh, I, I, it was funny for a couple of days there. I think Nancy was afraid to answer the phone in the office because every time she answered the phone, uh, uh, somebody else wanted to bring some more clothes, which was great. But boy, there was a lot of clothes. 
And there was a lot of clothes that I didn't know what they were. I was trying to help them, you know, sweat through things, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. Is it, what size is this? And, and so finally, I got sent to the little kid's room because I could figure those out. <laughs> but donating is a way of helping others. We don't think about that, right? We think about, you know, running a homeless shelter or something like that. But when you donate uh, 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 to those in need, you are helping. You are part of the solution. And it's a great way to help. Um, how many of you have ever given to uh, uh, other great charities, even outside of our local church, like at Christmas time? Any of you ever give to uh, the Salvation Army when you come out of like the Walmart? Have any of you ever, 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 ever rung the bell for Salvation Army? Holy cow, is that an experience? One, it's always, I was freezing. And, and two, I, I found that I didn't get anywhere near as many donations when I was by myself, but if I brought my son Owen, man, they rolled in. He's a money-making machine. I, on the other hand, not so much. Um, and another thing is to get involved, right? Getting involved. Uh, the easiest way of getting involved and helping others is right here in our local church. Uh, we uh, have uh, different opportunities. Let's say we had our, the clothing giveaway a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have our free Friday, uh, which is once a month. Is it the third Friday? Third Friday of, of every month, you can just show up and uh, we give out food. It's, it's like a little food pantry kind of deal, uh, but... Uh, but uh, we, we just give out food. And we're always looking for help. And trust me, if they can find a place for me to work, they can find a place for you. Right? Get involved. Uh, you know, we, we give out school supplies. We give out um, uh, all kinds of, 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 of things to our community. It's a great way. Also, if, if you want to do things outside the church, food pantries, other things are, are great ways of getting involved. And when you get involved, what you do find is that you see Jesus in the face of other people. Uh, for a, a number of years, uh, I, I was uh, in, involved in, in a local food pantry uh, that the church I was serving uh, was really involved in. And um, my job was uh, to train the uh, kids, and it was one of those open concepts where uh, we, we gave the folks a shopping cart, and then they went around and got stuff off shelves, like, like at a grocery store, and we needed personal shoppers to go with them, and it was a perfect job for uh, kids. Uh, who needed service hours, because a lot of kids need service hours to graduate high school. And so my job was, was to train them. Real quick, funny story. Um, uh, I come in one Saturday, and the, the director of the, the food pantry goes, hey, uh, Rick, we need to talk a second. And I, I go, uh, why? She goes, well, you know, so-and-so. I go, oh, no, what did he do? Well, I had told them that we needed to keep people moving because we had, you know, we serviced like, you know, 30, 40 families in a two-hour period each day, and we needed to keep people moving, and we, we, you know, pick two items off this shelf, not, we don't need to sit and read all this, right? Keep them moving. Well, this kid misunderstood what I said. He was about 13, 14, and that's dangerous when a 13 or 14-year-old misunderstands what you say, and apparently he decided to, to speed this one client along. He hummed the Jeopardy theme at each stop. He would go, do, 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 do. And then when he got to the end, he'd go, do, 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 do. You're done. <laughs> then move to the next. We had a discussion. But you really get to see that Jesus is in the face of, 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 of folks. Um, I remember one woman, Michelle. Uh, uh, and she uh, uh, started out as a client, then became a volunteer, and she would walk two miles to the bus stop 
from our house to ride the Coda bus to help serve uh, at our food pantry twice a week. And she was taking care of a disabled husband and a disabled grandson. What a wonderful, wonderful person that I got to know because of involvement in the food pantry. Another important thing is create relationships with those in need. And uh, there are a lot of people, both inside and outside of the church, that are in desperate need of someone to talk to, or in some cases, just someone to be with them. A number of years ago, there was a woman that went to our church named Phyllis. And Phyllis was uh, never married. Uh, she was a dietitian. Um, uh, at the local hospital, and when she retired, she ended up living with her sister, uh, and they had this cute little dog, and the sister died. Within a year period, the sister died and the dog died, and now Phyllis was all by herself. She was by about 80, and she quit eating, and she ended up going to an assisted care facility. And she was severely depressed. And people from our church and the community were going and visiting Phyllis. But they quit going because Phyllis was so depressed that she wouldn't talk. Have you ever known someone like that? And Phyllis began to just lose weight. Her, her, her little pants, she, she would have to like, like literally hike them up and then, and then like take a rope and tie around them. She was losing so much weight because she wouldn't eat. And between the depression and the amount of medication that the doctors were putting her on to try to get her to eat, uh, she, she just was, was a zombie. And she wouldn't watch TV, wouldn't read. She couldn't do anything but just sit and stare. And when you went to visit her, she wouldn't talk to you. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever tried to have a conversation with somebody who wouldn't talk. Now, me... I don't mind doing a monologue, right? I think it's my, my, my inner Johnny Carson or something, right? You know, I, I, oh gosh, now I'm dating myself. Wow. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. yeah. All right. um, but most people don't want to do an inner monologue or a, a monologue, but... What she needed was somebody just to sit with her, someone just to be with her. And so I would go, and, and I would spend an hour and a half once a week sitting in her, her little apartment with her, and we wouldn't talk about a thing. I would you know, just give her a brief rundown, and then we would just sit, and she would just smile. And we stared at each other. And then uh, uh, she would uh, give me a hug, and walk me to the door of the facility. And I did that for about a year and a half until I, I changed churches. And on my last time visiting her, she said, I just want you to know these have been some of the most special times of my life. And that's when I said, all right, Rick, don't look back. Don't look back. You can't take her with you. And the last time I saw her, she was standing at the, the glass doors of the facility waving. And I'm like, don't look back. Don't look back. Keep going. Relationships are important. Relationships of all kinds are important. There are so many people in this world that just want someone to be with them. And you know what? We can all do that. We don't need any special gifts. My friends, when we create relationships with those in need, when we visit those who are in need, when, when, when we provide materially for those who are in need, we are doing that for Jesus. It is the same as doing it for Jesus because Jesus cares for those who are in need and Jesus calls us to be his hands and feet here on the earth. So, remember, 
Helping others helps us as much as it is helping those who are receiving our help. I want to finish with this really neat quote from John Wesley. It says this. It says, One great reason why while the rich in general have little sympathy for the poor is because they so seldom visit them. Hence, it is one part of the world does not know that the other suffers. Many of them do not know because they do not care to know. They keep out of the way of knowing it and then plead their voluntary ignorance as an excuse for having a hardness of heart. And I think that's awful true. Sometimes we don't want to know things because it upsets us. But my friends, as Christians, we need to, to reach out and to, to, to help those who are in need. And I have to tell you, uh, uh, we do a great job here at Groveport United Methodist Church. I couldn't be prouder of, of you folks. Uh, um, and real quick, not to embarrass you, you, but how many of you helped on Friday with Free Friday? I, there's a bunch of us, a lot of us. Uh, how many of you got tacos? Not only did we give out food, but we had the, uh, a trek from OSU, and they were giving out free tacos. And they were good. So my, my prayer for us is that we continue to reach out to our community uh, as we've been doing. And um, I, I would encourage everyone to, to stay involved because uh, it is a wonderful way to grow in the love of Christ as we help others just as Christ has helped us. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity uh, to serve you by serving others. We thank you so much for uh, the blessings you have given us and thank you for using us to bless others. Help us to grow in our love of you. In the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. If you would, would you now stand and let join together in our closing hymn.
go and love one another as Jesus has loved us. Have a good week. Amen.